Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with Mallory Lewis and Lamb Chop, and we will also be talking about the 50 State song that they duet together. We will be interviewing the 2011 Kids First candidate, Brianna Beaton. We will be reviewing the film Jimmy Neutron, playing on HGNet Movies and Kids Scene, as well as talking about the Mr. Popper's Penguins event in SeaWorld and the War Horse World premiere. So right now with us, we have two very special guests. We have Mallory Lewis and Lamb Chop. Hi, Raven. Hi. Hello, Raven. This is Lamb Chop. Hi, Lamb Chop. How are you today? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be on your show. Well, we're very happy to have you. Thank you. So, Mallory, I have a question for you. How did you get started in puppeteering? Oh, my goodness. It's not like I had a choice. My mother <laughs> was Shari Lewis, who was my mother, too, who was Lamb Chop's mother, too. In 1957, they began working together in New York on television. And I grew up in the wonderful world of Lamb Chop, and I was as I got older, uh, Lamb Chop's producer and head writer. And then when my mom passed away 13 years ago, I said, slap on the makeup, sister, and let's get out there. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what Lamb Chop said to me. Um, and it's been a wonderful 13 years traveling the world and performing with Lamb Chop and entertaining our troops. And it's been great. Well, that's fantastic. I think it's so cool that you and Lamb Chop were able to carry on the career of your mother and able to keep the lovable Lamb Chop going. Keeping the legacy alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I consider myself very lucky. My mom was loved by 
so many generations and each generation comes up to me at my shows at fairs and performing arts centers. And they say with sort of a knowing look, you know, your mom was for my generation. And I laugh <laughs> because really, if you're alive, you know who Lamb Chop is and who mom was. And, and so I, I get a lot of love by, for what I do. And I'm very lucky. Yes. So what did you want to do when you were younger? I mean, I know that you grew up with your mother uh, with and Lamb Chop. And I know that when you were younger, you used to sleep with Lamb Chop when you were much younger. And so did you always want to be no. a puppeteer? No, 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 no. I was a writer and I was uh, an Emmy Award winning writer and had 20 books under my maiden name, which is Archer, um, T-A-R-C-H-E-R, which can be found on eBay, and there's books for kids, and I was a television producer, and I was a skydiver, and I had no intention of taking over the family business, so to speak, um, except that, you know, none of us ever think that our parents are going to be anything but there, and when my yeah. mom, when my mom went away, I realized if I didn't start performing with Lamp Chop, then I would have lost my little sister, too, and that was unacceptable. Mm -hmm. So where do you normally perform and where do you do your lamb chop acts? Well, I perform at fairs around the country and I perform at performing art centers. I've got a gig upcoming at the Lyric Theater in Florida on the 18th and 19th of December. And then on the 29th and 30th of December, I will be at the Kennedy Center, which I'm very excited about. And in March, I'm going to be in Boston as the ringmaster for the Big Apple Circus. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I think I get to ride in on an elephant. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. I would love to do that. That's awesome. So I have a question for Lamb Chop now. Lamb Chop, what is your favorite <laughs> What is your favorite part about working with Mallory? Well, she has small hands and Lamb Chop stopped that. Um, no, really, what I like because my sister and she's funny and she sings really good songs and because of her I get to travel and meet all of our troops and I get to meet the handsome army boys <laughs> and the navy guys and the air force here we go into the wild blue yonder and I'm glad to and I have a good time when we perform for the military <laughs> Well, it seems like you guys have a very fantastic relationship. So I have a question for you, Mallory. How do you think children relate to Lamb Chop? And what do you think they find so special about this lovable little character? Well, you know, people often ask me, you know, are kids today different than kids back in the old days? And really the answer is no. Um, I mean, okay, the technology has changed. But mm -hmm. that's just the way we deliver the media. It's not... It, you know, kids kids are kids, women are women, men are men. From the dawn of time, kids have thought it was really funny when adults look stupid and kids look smart. From the dawn of time, it's been funny to watch someone slip on a banana peel. From the <laughs> dawn of time, boys have like girls and girls have like boys and there's more political correctness down that road. But from the dawn of time, people are people. And I think people like Lamb Chomp because she says the truth. She's spunky and she's funny and she speaks the truth and she, um, she, you know, you know, the story of the emperor's new clothes where yeah. everybody in town was like, oh, oh, whatever the emperor wears is great. And so he went out naked one day 
And everyone was like, ooh, look at that great outfit. They were all pretending that they could see the great outfit. And there was a little kid who goes, hey, the emperor's naked. And that's who Lamb Chop is. She is the same character as that little kid who speaks the truth. Hey, that's dumb. <laughs> you know? so, I think that's what people like about Lamb Chop. Plus, I'm really cute and little. <laughs> Absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Mallory Lewis and Lamb Chop. We will be interviewing Brianna Beaton, Kids First Candidate. Also, we will be reviewing Jimmy Neutron and talking about Mr. Popper's Penguins event at SeaWorld and the Warhorse Red Carpet event. So right now we are going to continue our conversation with Lamb Chop and Mallory Lewis. So Mallory, I have another question for you. I know you have a son, so what does your son think of Lamb Chop? Well, it's very funny. My son's name is James Holt. He is 12, and he works with me on the road. He sets up my sound equipment, he road manages for me, sells my merchandise, and I've been performing at his school for you know, a very long time because he's my son. And the other day, he came in kind of shocked, and he goes, you know, Mom, that's the student council. Was and he's, you know, in middle school now. And he goes, the student council was voting for which performers they wanted to have come do shows, and they want you. <laughs> and I said, well, why do you find it so shocking that they want me since people actually pay to come see me normally, son? Your school's the only way to do it for free. Yeah. He goes, he goes oh, I don't know. It's just, I go, it's just that you actually find me kind of embarrassing. He goes, well... Yeah, but it's not your fault. You're my mother. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's hilarious. I, my son loves Lamb Chop, and we love working together. And so I guess that's the answer to your question. <laughs> that's awesome. So why don't you tell me about your brand new show that's launching pretty soon? Uh, I have a new show called Lamb Chop Loves America, 250 Years of American History as Seen by Lamb Chop. And yeah. it is um, what's known as a curriculum show, which means we're performing our centers bring me in, and then they bus schools in to see me. And um, it, it's really great. I'm really, really excited about it. We do, you know the 50 States song that all, like most third grades learn? I don't yeah. know if you know it. Alabama, yeah. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, that one. And yeah. we do um, sort of this medley for the 60s of We Shall Overcome and the Age of Aquarius, and we do a um, a pilgrim song set to very Usher-like music, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm not a normal mommy in that <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty fun, actually. Even my son has to admit it, and I don't like sort of goody two-shoes stuff. I don't like it when people talk down to kids. I mean, you know, you guys may be short, but so yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm five <laughs> so really by 12, you're taller than I am, so um so the show is very hip, and I mean, at least I think it is. Um, it's funny. Landshop is constantly accusing me of having been there during the Revolutionary War, and oh my you know, gosh, that. So it's it's fun. It's mostly music. Um, it's some songs people know, some songs people don't know. I do the forty-four presidents to the William Tell overture, and um, it's it's. I'm very excited. It's got full video background. And it's, I, I remember going to really boring school assemblies, really boring school assemblies. We just wanted to, blah. and yes. so I, I, I tried very, very hard to make sure that this was as much fun as is humanly possible. I would much rather have the grown up say to me, there's not, 
you know, well, that's not really, you know, curriculum, blah, blah, blah. Then yeah. just go, oh my God, that was just another stupid example. So I, um, some people would say I'm not terribly grown up or grown up, but, but, but I take that as a compliment by gosh. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, it sounds like your show is very fun and I cannot wait to see it. And I hope all of our viewers will definitely watch it and get a taste of Lamb Chop and the 50 States. Thank you, thank Lamb Chop, you. for being on the show. And thank you, Mallory, for being on the show with us. And thank you for doing such a great interview. I've been interviewed by many and this is one of the better ones. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. That's very, I, that's very nice of you. Let's right, take a break. Bye. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome. 
Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss Jimmy Neutron, which is a movie playing on HGNet Movies and Kids Scene, and we will be talking about this film with Gabriella Chu from New York. How are you today, Gabriella? I'm good. What about you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. So, Gabriella, why don't you tell me a little bit about the storyline of this movie? I know when I was younger, I used to watch the cartoon all the time on Nickelodeon of Jimmy Neutron. And I remember that was like one of my favorite shows when I was younger. So yeah, why don't you? T- yeah, I know. I loved it. I was such a big nerd for Jimmy Neutron. So why don't you tell me what you thought about the movie? Um, the movie is about how Jimmy Neutron, he sees a shooting star falling down and he and his friends wish for their parents to disappear. And their wish actually comes true. So the next day, aliens abduct all of the parents in Jimmy's town. So all of the kids go crazy because they can do whatever they want now. But after a day of going out of control, they end up missing their parents and Jimmy tries to find a way to rescue everyone's parents. I see. So why don't you tell me about your initial thoughts of this storyline and what you think about how it is compared to the show? Um, When I initially watched the movie, I thought it might be um, too young for me because I thought the storyline seems a bit silly. But actually, when I was watching the movie, I found myself laughing a lot. And it brought back memories to when I was younger. And it was fun to watch the movie. I think I remember seeing this movie when it was on TV still. And so I remember a little bit about it. And I know that this film is an animation. And it's a little bit of an older animation, and it's very uniquely visual because the animation is sort of round, and it's very clay-like, but it's animated, so I don't know, I think it's cool. So what did you think about the visuals? Yeah, I liked the animation. I thought it was very lively, and it had a lot of vivid and bright colors to emphasize the mood of the movie and I even researched more about it and I found out that it was nominated for an Oscar. Oh wow that's awesome. So do you have a favorite character? I think my favorite character is probably Sheen just because I don't know he was always like really weird (laughs) and funny and like different so do you have a favorite character? Yeah, I think Shane is pretty cool, but I think my favorite character, I think that would be Carl because he's oh, yeah. always funny. Like he does he doesn't know it, but he's funny in the sense that he never really knows what's happening and it's funny when he tries to give Jimmy advice. Oh yeah, I think um Carl's funny too and he's always sick, which is something I remember <laughs> from when I was younger was that he was always sick. And yeah. every time I remember watching it a lot with my grandma and she runs a daycare and every time uh, one of the kids that was there would be sick me and like all my friends would always call it Carl because that's like that was all of my friends favorite shows when we were like really little so yeah so what did you think about how like is there anything that you would change about this movie now that you know, if you, if you could, like, redo the movie, is there anything that you would change now that we have a bit more advanced technology? I guess the animation could be improved a bit since now 
technology has advanced so much, but I also think if the movie had um, more jokes like appropriate for teens, because some of them are actually pretty silly, but I found myself laughing at them. But if there were more jokes that were related to teens, I think that could broaden um, the recommendation range. So more people would be more likely to see it. And what do you think about the age group? I mean, we were both saying that both of us used to watch this when we were younger and now that we're older what do you think about the age rating i'd recommend this movie to kids five and up i think the optimal range is between five to 13 but i still think anyone can enjoy it because even me i'm 15 but i still found myself laughing at most of the jokes but i think the sense of humor is more suited to that age group but i think it's still a good family film that all agents can enjoy. I definitely agree with you. I think that if it was on right now, I would sit down and I would watch it. And I have a six-year-old, or sorry, seven-year-old brother. I forget his age all the time. I have a seven-year-old brother. And um, I know sometimes when I'm on Nickelodeon as like reruns, I know that he watches it all the time. And so I think it's a good family movie and family show. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Jeremy Neutron, Boy Genius. We are also interviewing Brianna Beaton, a Kids First candidate of the 2011 Kids First Film Critics Search. We will also be talking about the Mr. Popper's Penguins event at SeaWorld and the War Horse Red Carpet premiere. So right now we're talking about Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, which is a movie that is playing on HGNet Movies and Kids Scene right now. And I think it's really cool that this movie is actually playing on TV right now. It's playing on HDNet movies and Kidzine. And that channel just plays a ton of really cool kid movies that are classic and that, you know, some of your parents might have grown up with or some of us older kids grew up with. And I think it's awesome that we are able to see those films over again as teenagers or adults. And I think that's really awesome. So, Gabriella, what did you think about the overall production of this film? I thought overall production was great because um, scene after scene, it's really exciting because Jimmy Neutron, he's always um, using one of his new inventions he just built. And he's always looking for ways to get all of the parents back to the town. And all of the kids are going out of control in the meantime. So it's really exciting. I remember, I think like my favorite part about watching this when I was younger was all of the inventions, inventions, because when I was little, I would try to like build my own contraptions out of Lincoln logs and like (laughs) Legos and things like that. And so I would just remember sitting down on the floor with a ton of Legos all over the place while I was watching this show and watching the movie. And so I remember I would always have a lot of fun with it. What do you think the emotion in this movie is? I know it's pretty lighthearted because it's a cartoon and it's a comedy children's film. But I mean, with parents being captured and all that stuff, what do you think the emotion behind that was? Yeah, I think most of the emotion of the movie was lighthearted, but the movie did build up some... um, it did have some downs, like downside emotions to it. Like when you said, when um, the kids finally reunited with their parents, it was not a moment of jubilation, but more like they've been missing each other a lot. So mm-hmm. the movie built up like 
they started missing each other, especially when the kids were going crazy. They were saying, I want my mommy. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that maybe since there is a little bit of heavy heartedness with kids missing their parents, do you think that younger kids, you know, on the younger um, age, rate, age range for this movie might get a little bit frightened or worried that that might happen to them? Um, it's possible, but I don't think it would be too serious because the movie, the storyline isn't very realistic. And even when um, Jimmy Neutron uses his inventions, it's really unrealistic for like a boy to fly in outer space and still yeah. have gravity up there. <laughs> yes, that is definitely true. So do you think you have a favorite scene in this movie or a particular part that resonated with you? I like the scene when um, when Jimmy was trying to rescue all of the parents in the town. He traveled to this alien world and he was um, trapped. And Cindy, which is one of the girls in his class, she's always mm -hmm. mean to him because she always thinks that she's smarter than him. And they're like competitors. But when he was trapped, she really helped him out and gave him advice and was like, you really have to focus on this and don't worry about it because you're trying to do this for all of us. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of sweeter, more sensitive emotions. I remember Cindy and Jimmy, they would always like fight with each other, but then they really loved each other. It was a bit confusing, but yes, I remember those characters. Yeah. So do you think that there were any morals or messages in this film, or do you think it was all just lighthearted jokes and comedy? I think the main message of this film is to be careful with what you wish for, because um, none of that entire adventure, it would never have happened if Jimmy and his friends didn't wish for their parents to disappear. And also the movie shows that um, it's really hard to be independent without your parents, because um, just after a day of going crazy, all of the kids realize that they really need their moms and dads to take care after them. That's definitely true. And I think that's a good message to get out to kids because sometimes people are just like, oh, well, I'd be so much better off if I had more freedom and I'd be so much better off with this and that. And I understand that there's not really that deep of morals in this film, but I think it's cool that it was able to get across those slight little bits of morals. So do you think that if you were any character in this film, who would it be? I didn't find myself relating to any of the characters because um, um, I could kind of relate to Cindy because she, she doesn't, well, not in the way that she's always trying to be mean to Jimmy, but in the way that um, she wants to get things done and have everyone happy together. And for the other characters like Carl and Shane, I don't really relate to them because Shane, he was obsessed with um, with that toy figure. And Carl, uh -huh. as we said before, he's always getting sick. And Jimmy, I'm not a genius like him, so. Yeah, well, it looks like we're time, it's time to take a break. Thank you, Gabriella, for telling me about this film, Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, that is playing on HDNet Movies and Kids Scene. I'm your host, Raven Devani from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We are going to have a very special interview today with Brianna Baton, who is the number one ranking candidate for Kids First 2011 Film Critic Search. And we also have Makai Colvin from Santa Fe, New Mexico with us, and Gabriella Chu from New York. So how are all you guys today? Good. I'm good. How are you, Raven? I'm fine. I'm Thank good. You Thanks, Kai. Oh, yeah, no problem. So, Brianna, you are the number one ranking Kids First candidate. You have, well, I checked about 
three o'clock today, and as of three o'clock, you had 8,618 views, and you had 36,680 stars. So how does that feel to be the number one ranking candidate? It feels very good. I mean, I'm excited in some ways, but then I'm nervous, but it all is good at the end. I definitely understand how you would be nervous when there was the uh, previous year of voting. I was the number one candidate and I had almost 2 million votes and I was like so nervous about everything. And so I definitely can relate to how you're feeling right now. A bit of nervousness and yeah. (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm 12 years old. I Mm -hmm. like to play the saxophone. I have one sister. She lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's 21. It's kind of hard to see her, but it's okay. I've got a dog. Oh, cool. And his name is RJ. He's Mm -hmm. a Yorkshire Terrier. I go to Real Life Christian Academy. And I love life. (laughs) Well, those are some other things you have in common. I have a lot of pets. I love life too. And I also play the saxophone. So that's awesome. (laughs) So, Rihanna, where do you live? I live in Claremont, Florida, about 35 miles west from Walt Disney World. Oh, awesome. So, Makai, Gabriella, do you have any questions? So how did you find out about the Kids First campaign? My mom, through a friend that's my mom, she kind of just typed somewhere and it came up and with Dallas Dean of Cartwheel Entertainment. We've been with him for about a year. So Brianna, what do you hope to get out of the Kids First experience and being a film critic? Well, I hope to get experience because it's very hard to get experience when you're not actually doing it. So hope to get Mm. a lot of that. So what do you want to pursue? Like, what is the biggest career that you want to pursue when you get older? Acting and cooking. (laughs) That's awesome. I have wanted to be an actress since I was five. And Mm -hmm. I've done, I live in Boulder, Colorado, and we don't have many acting opportunities here. So I've gone all over the place doing auditions and doing plays and things like that. And I found out about the Kids First um, contest through my aunt, who is a friend of one of the board members. And so I found out about it that way. And I never expected myself to be critiquing films and I never expected myself to be a film critic. And I thought, yeah, I'll give it a try. Like, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be good experience to, you know, tell my opinion, I guess. But now I honestly can't imagine my life without reviewing films like you get so used to reviewing several films a week and it's just it becomes you know like breathing and eating and everything like that. Makai do you have any other questions? Um, I have a question for Brianna and I'd like to add on to yours yeah mm-hmm. so reviewing films it's like breathing and eating and you just get so used to it even when you're not doing a film for kids first you you just like you see it in your head how you would review it and that's how you get to know it and it gives you a lot of experience and um even though you might not become a professional film critic when you're older it helps with a lot of other things for when you're older and it's really good to have that experience and gabrielle uh i have a question for you i mean sorry brianna uh what movie did you do your campaign for Judy Moody and the Not Bummer Summer. What did you think of that movie? 
it was really good. Most films I'm really stingy about, like, oh, they could have done this better. Oh, they could have done this better. But this was one of the films that was really good. Well, to me. How many stars would you give it? A five. I mean, sometimes I would give something, but yeah, but it's really good. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are interviewing Brianna Beaton, the number one Kids First candidate for the 2012 search campaign. We will also be talking about Mr. Popper's Penguins event at SeaWorld and Warhorse Red Carpet event. So right now we're talking with Brianna, who is the number one ranking candidate for the 2012 contest. And we are talking with her and also Mikai and Gabriella. Gabriella, with me and Raven, I think, Raven, did you watch Judy Moody too? I have not seen that film yet, no. Uh, I think it was me and Gabrielle then. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I like the movie a lot too. So um, what was your favorite part about this movie? Um, my favorite, well, I didn't really have a favorite part, but I remembered how Ann Nopo and Judy Moody, they were always coming up with such creative ideas to have fun over the summer. So I was really impressed with their imagination. So that would be one of my favorite parts in the film. Yeah, mine too. Brianna, something you were talking about earlier is you're hoping to get experience out of this. I think that this is the perfect opportunity to get experience because you're being viewed by so many people and being able to share your opinions about movies is such an important thing. And I think what's cool about being a critic is because like now that I've critiqued so many movies, I'll even just like see a movie that I don't have to critique and I'll have to take notes about it because it just become second nature for me. But I think it's cool to be able to feel confident about sharing your opinion with people and it really does build confidence and you get to have so many opportunities like seeing a ton of movies before they come out on DVD or before they even come out to the general public, getting to interview people like it's just fantastic. So, Brianna, yeah, do you have any questions for us? How is the best part of being a film critic? I think the best part, this is Mackay, the best part of being a film critic is, like, seeing all the movies before they come out, and you get to be the person to go tell your friends, and you're like, oh, I don't think you'd like that movie. Oh, I think you'd really like that movie. And then also actually getting to meet the people who were in the movie, because like a couple days ago, you just saw them on screen and all of a sudden you're asking them questions about the movie. So I thought that part was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, I I agree with Makai and Raven. It's really cool to watch movies and then be able to interview the stars. Like um, before when we were talking about the Judy Moody movie, I actually got to interview um, the main protagonist of the movie, Jordana Beatty. And she stars as Judy Moody in the movie. And I also got to interview um, the writer of the Judy Moody series, Megan McDonald. So that was really exciting. And I also got to watch the movie before it even came out. So I think um, being a kid's first film critic, it's such a wonderful experience. (laughs) I think probably my favorite part of um, being a film critic is all those things. I mean, I love being able to watch movies and then going to school the next day and all my friends are like, oh my gosh, we have to plan to go to the midnight premiere. And I'm like, oh, well, I already saw it. So I think that's fun and being able to tell them about that. And then another thing that I really like is 
meeting people and um there's a boot camp that happens over the summer and me and Makai we went to the boot camp that happened last summer and it was in California at the Walt Disney Studios like where they film all of the Disney Channel shows and like at the ABC Studios Mm -hmm. and that was so fun and we went to the yeah, we went to the uh, Winnie the Pooh red carpet premiere and the like world release of the new Winnie the Pooh movie. And I remember at the boot camp, we all sat down, like all of the, I think it was like 15 kids that were there. So all like 15 of us, we yeah. sat down and we watched um, Prom, which is like a Disney movie. And then like half an hour after that, we got to interview some of the main characters. And it was like so cool being oh like, gosh. oh my gosh, I just saw you on TV. So <laughs> It's really cool. And also, one of my favorite favorite parts was is the radio show. And um, every Tuesday, I believe, um, mm-hmm. you go on this radio show and you get to talk about the movies. And then you're knowing, like next week, like this is gonna be released, so everyone knows. Cause like, if you wanna tell someone about um how you like the movie, not all the time they go to your website, and not all the time they're gonna um. They're going to be your best friend. And when mm-hmm. it's showed all around, it's like, oh, my gosh, I love this person. Maybe I should go to the website. And then you get more kids, first people to join, and they want to try out. And it brings up so many opportunities to meet people. And um, and mm-hmm. you could, like, in this kid's first thing, I just thought you'd just do the videos, but it's so much more because you have the radio show and everything. And if you liked one of those things, you have a couple of choices of careers you might want to join. And mm-hmm. since you have the experience when you're really young, because usually people don't have that experience, it's really lucky to get it. Yeah, yeah. Rihanna, since you're into acting, it's a great thing to put on your resume. And also, a cool thing is the radio show is the number one show on Voice American Kids right now. So that's exciting. Yay. Well, unfortunately, it looks like we're out of time. Brianna, thank you so much for being on the show and thank you talking for with us. Me. Yeah, definitely. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Good luck, Brianna. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember my name. 
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the red carpet world premiere of the film War Horse. We have Gabriella Chu with us from New York. So how are you today, Gabriella? I'm good. What about you? I'm good. So why don't you tell me about what you did at the red carpet event for War Horse? So the red carpet event for War Horse, it was at Avery Fisher Hall in Lincoln Center in New York. So um, when I went there, it started around five and I walked up the red carpet and I was so excited because there were a bunch of press on the sidelines and I looked at, um, so you, you go to the check-in desk and you tell the woman your name and she leads you to a spot where you stand to to interview some of the stars. And as I was walking down the red carpet to find my spot, I looked at some of the names and I saw WABC, um, NBC, Entertainment Tonight, MTV, and so many more. And I was, I was so excited to be among the international press. So it was a really exciting experience. And after that, I got to interview some of the stars. Absolutely. I remember when I did the red carpet for Harry Potter, I remember going and having it be like, I was so nervous just going there and there's a ton of people running around trying to get ready and it was really chaotic. And then I, um, I like got in my place and I was ready to go and I was ready to go. And then my camera crew switched and it was somebody else. And then I got moved to a different place on the red carpet and I was with other people. So it's a bit chaotic. So I know you didn't go with Rani. So tell me, who did you go with and what was that like? Unfortunately, I didn't have the kids first crew with me, but I did go with my dad and um, it was still pretty cool. But um, our camera was much smaller compared to everyone else's camera, but um, we were still able to get a lot of footage and pictures. So what was going through your head and what were the feelings that you were experiencing 
waiting for the talent to come down and when you were getting all set up like what was that experience like for you it's an amazing experience to be among um, the international press like WABC, NBC, Entertainment Tonight, MTV, and more. Yeah, I remember just being so excited and being so nervous. Like, I was just dreading that I was going to mess up, but then I was like, oh, I'm going to do awesome. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do good. And it was just back and forth emotions of excitement and nervousness. And I remember when I got put on the red carpet, they put me sort of towards the end of the red carpet and I was with a bunch of um, the foreign press and then something happened where like something didn't work out and I got moved up towards the very beginning of the red carpet, which is like one of the best places to be. And I was put right by like MTV and then the E place, the E reporters were really close to me. So I just remember being like, oh, yay, I'm so lucky I get to be right up next to these huge names. And I was just very excited. So tell me about, like, you obviously had to be so nervous. How did you work through that? Yeah, it was nerve wracking because in the beginning, I thought I wasn't going to get any interviews because um, when I think of the red carpet, this was my first time going on the red carpet. But before this experience, um, I thought it would be really calm and like, like each reporter would have an interview with the star. But actually, when I was there, um, it was really busy. Like all of the reporters were trying to get an interview and they were they were like this, like they wanted to get the interview right after one another. So it was definitely not what I expected it to be. Yeah, I remember that for me, too. I remember thinking like, oh, it's going to be so glamorous and we're going to be walking down the red carpet and getting in our places and then talent is going to come down in their beautiful ball gowns and it's going to be awesome and there's going to be paparazzi and it's, it's going to be, I don't know, more glitzy than it was. And then like when it happened, it was very, it was just a bunch of people with headsets and paper taking the talent around like, okay, do you need to interview this person? Do you need to interview this person? Do you need to interview this person? Like it was very, I don't know. It was different than I expected. Just like, just like you were, um, yeah, talking about. Yeah, it was like the reporters were fighting for an interview. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, I think when I um, did the red carpet thing, there wasn't necessarily fighting for interviews. People were sort of just standing there patiently waiting. And then when the talent would walk by, you would sort of just like step up a little bit and be like, oh, yeah, you should come talk to me. That's what I remember in my experience. And to, anyway, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we are talking about the red carpet event in New York City for Warhorse. And I have with me Gabriella Chu, and we're talking about the red carpet event, which you recently attended. And we're just talking about how, like, it's it was nothing like we expected it to be. I mean, she went to one red carpet event, and I went to another one, but still, it was just lot different than we expected. So Gabriella, why don't you tell me about some of the talent you interviewed and what was the interviewing process like for you? 
Yeah, I got to interview Patrick Kennedy, Celine Buckins, um, Robert Enns, the director of photography, Janice Kaminsky, and the novelist, Michael Morpurgo. And it was so exciting because um, I researched the stars online and I found out that the director of photography, he won two Academy Awards. So when I was interviewing him, I was like, wow, I'm interviewing this person that's so famous. And I also found out that um, he it was very involved with many of Steven Spielberg's movies for cinematography. And I also got to see Steven Spielberg. He was like two inches away from me, right in back of me. But And I really wanted to interview him, but the press were crowding around him and his bodyguard was telling everyone to back off. But I also got to interview um, Michael Morpurgle and I found out that he was the third children's laureate. So when I was interviewing him, it was so, um, it was so exciting and interesting how he was talking about his novel and he was comparing the gallop of a horse to the pace of the movie and I just thought that was a very beautiful metaphor. Absolutely and what you said about Steven Spielberg I think if I was there I would jump on the opportunity to interview him. I mean it's unfortunate that you weren't able to but I'm sure several people like tons of people there weren't able to because I mean he's such he's a huge name in the industry so that's understandable yeah. and I think it's funny that his bodyguard was like okay okay back off back off that's very <laughs> funny I remember when um I was doing my interviews and not on the red carpet but we had one-on-ones because it was like this whole weekend event thing and I remember after like just being whizzed around from interview to interview because everybody's on such a tight schedule and I just remember you know, people all over the place. And like, it was in the middle of a theme park when I did my interviews for the Harry Potter movie. And there was just a ton of fans all over the place, like screaming at all the talent and the um, director, David Yates. And there was a ton of people just like, oh, can I take your picture and all this stuff. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, this is so chaotic, getting whizzed through all of this stuff. So out of all the people that you interviewed, who do you think most impressed you? The novelist most impressed me because I really, um, when I was talking to him, I felt like I was talking to an actual normal person. I mean, all of them were easy to talk to, but I felt like I had more of a connection with him. And it was really interesting hearing him compare his novel to the movie and he was also telling me how um, he had a small part in the movie. And I really liked his metaphor. And he was also talking about the themes of his novel and how he was he was saying that he grew up in World War II. And he was trying to say how war, um, it's, it destroys people and it's not good. And I told him that was a very important message, especially in this day and age. And I really liked what he was saying. He was like my English teacher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know um, this movie has some deeper metaphors and, you know, it's deeper messages. So I could understand if there was more adult um, press there. So what was, were you like one of the youngest there? Yeah, I was the youngest there. And so what was that like for you being surrounded by all of these professionals that have been doing this for years and having this be your first time? Um, I actually felt special because I was 
I was the youngest one there. I was just 15 years old and everyone has been doing this for so long now. So I felt like, wow, I'm here with a bunch of professionals and it was really exciting. But I also felt like um, there were one of the reporters that was kind of intimidating. She was um, kind of like insulting me and the way she was speaking to me, her tone was very condescending. And I felt like she was insulting me and kids first and I didn't like that. I could understand it being like that. I know when I was there uh, at the red carpet, there were some people that were bashing everyone and like not just the kids. Cause I think there were three kids critics there and I was the oldest of the kids. And on the other one, there was like a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. And I remember it was a bit like that, but I think the overall experience of any red carpet event, no matter where you go, it's just totally unreal and totally fantastic and amazing and just absolutely breathtaking. And it's an experience that, you know, both of us will remember forever. Well, it looks like we're out of time. We have been talking about the movie War Horse that opens on Christmas Day, and it is a very touching story, and I hope that all of our audience goes to see that film when it comes out on Christmas Day. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can find out more about Kids First. You can watch our film reviews and learn how you too can become a Kids First film critic, which you should hurry up and do because the voting has already started and there are many votes and there will be many more entering. So you should go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.